0: Welcome back to the Rob, Anybody, and Dawn Show. Remember, you have choices, and this is the one you made. Get help. Got some emails, RAD, at radradio.com. First one is from Tyler.
1: Hey, Tyler.
0: Uh, Dawn was talking about uh, one of the pregame features they did was how uh, dads across America are watching football with their daughters now. Love it. the daughters want to see Taylor Swift. Uh, Tyler says, Dawn is absolutely correct. My youngest daughter is a huge Swifty, along with my wife. I'm a diehard Packer fan, and my youngest is a Packer fan, too, now. She also likes the Chiefs because of Taylor Swift, of course. (laughs) But either way, my wife and my youngest daughter are all about watching football, or at least letting me have it on without complaining. And my little one will actually sit and watch some of it with me, so it's pretty cool, actually. It's new, and I'm not complaining at all. It's it's always nice to hear from one of the uh, one out of five dads that love being a
2: dad. Stop that's it. Weird. He sounds like a nice guy. He's a Tyler. I don't get it. Yeah. No, well, <laughs> see,
0: I mean, I'm starting to wonder if he actually hates all this and he only wrote that so it'd be read right oh. on the radio and his oh, wife. Yeah.
1: yeah. You know. Oh, that's so sweet. Lead or, him down a
2: path. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. With these teams, does it make him flawed that he's a Packer fan? Is that where the Tyler comes in, or no?
2: No, no, it's just the name. I just okay. hate the name. Kyle hates Tyler. Yeah, Tyler's they, are terrible. They bash him over no, the head. No, no,
1: no, I know that. But hmm. is that also what adds you're like, what's going on with him? And I'm like, oh, maybe because he's no, a Packer fan. I don't have anything as Packer no. fans. I
0: have a good friend who's a Packer fan. He's a cool dude. Uh, let's see if uh, anybody on my staff knows the answer to this. Did I miss it? I don't remember any Pepsi commercials. I remember when their commercials were some of the best of past Super Bowls. Anybody?
1: I do not remember a Pepsi Pepsi. commercial. There
2: wasn't a Pepsi. For those who think young. Starry
0: is a Pepsi product. That's where they spent all their money with that trashy, uh, what's her name? Ice Bitch? Ice Ice Spice. spice. Ice Spice. Uh, Yeah.
1: Um, Okay, last
0: week. Was it Doug the Miserable who was all mad that we were talking about a game uh, being played by millionaires and the owners are billionaires? Oh, that's right.
2: Yeah, yeah. I know
0: it wasn't this name, uh, (laughs) but I I thought it was maybe Doug. (laughs) What a random email uh, that just came in from Dennis. Hi, Dennis. The game is over. How much longer does this hypocrite hype have to be shoved down our throats? My God, let it end. Oh, my God. The most watched television event in history.
2: What's the And what's the hypocrite part? I mean, I since he know. didn't give us any I context. I don't know. He's mad because it's two days past. He probably wants new material. He's upset that we're still talking about it. And I'm guessing he's a Niners fan who's really upset about the outcome and just doesn't want to be reminded. Okay. I mean, Maybe. It's, I don't know. Uh, it's a theory.
1: I, I think he's having... A, I would like to think he's having... A bad day, as opposed to he's just angry all the time. Uh, yeah. Like you I mean, just, you're just you having a bad morning and things are getting to you.
0: It's still the most, <laughs> it's still <laughs> trending. It's still being talked about in offices. Remember, a lot of people didn't go to work yesterday, so they're going to talk about it today. Well, God, Dennis, I hope you don't Uh-oh. work in an office <laughs> because it might come up.
1: Play this game with yourself. I have over the years, Jesus. and I find it so funny, um, where someone will say something and, oh, man. Oh, it just hits me all kinds of ways. And then, the same thing could be said three days later, and I'm laughing, and I'm—it's—it's th- it's total opposite of how I saw it prior. We are just humans; are hilarious. Let's and I think that's him right now no. today.
0: Oh, and I think you just have to tell yourself that to be in a positive space with him. Yeah. Because I mean, just write an email like that—to sit down and pound that out. And you've got capital letters, all these exclamation points. <laughs> ah! Um, uh, Tony Romo uh, called the game with Jim Nance uh, for the Super Bowl. Romo's get, uh, he a former uh, Cal- Dallas Cowboy uh, quarterback never went to the Super Bowl, but somehow makes seventeen million dollars a year announcing games.
2: <laughs> he's good at it.
0: <laughs> he was good at it, and was. he he's been getting worse and worse. Uh, he, he he's no longer uh, uh, I forget what the, the name they gave him. Romo Stradamus, like because he could he could predict plays, and I don't know if it's a, if it's because he's been away from the game and he's not keeping up with it. But CBS uh, two years ago. Had an intervention with Tony Romo and said, "You've got to study harder. You're not, you're not, do, you're not doing what we need you to do." Wow! And he, he's just, he's been getting more and more weird, and people are have been railing on him hard. And it's, we're going to save one for the sports show uh, when we do the mixed pick sports show at uh, 10 a.m. Steve and I are going to get into the last call of the game uh, because it's more sporty. But Romo completely botched it. There is a rule in sports announcing when you hit. A moment. It doesn't have to be the game-winning catch, but that is always a moment. Could be just a, a monster home run uh, for that, that turned a game around. You make the call. That would be Jim Nance's job. And then you shut up and you let the crowd, the players speak to you. Even if you're on radio, you let the moment sit. Nance made the call and it was less than a second later Uh, Tony Romo is analyzing the entire play. Just, and I'm sitting there shaking my head going, A, I knew the Niners were gonna lose, and B, Romo is just destroyed. So that one I'm gonna do on the mixed picture with Steve. But there's a couple other things that people have have pointed out. Uh, During the uh, first half, as they're going out to the commercials, right? You know how when they go to commercials, they'll play music usually. So they were playing Adele's Rolling in the Deep, and Romo is singing while Jim Nance is taking them out of the break. Well, we're halfway through the second quarter. All we have on the board is a field goal. Take it to the commercial there, Mr. Romo. You can hear Nance is like, what are you doing? Shut up. And, and then there's nothing Nance can do other than to kind of play to his partner there. That's
2: I'm wondering, okay, so Romo used to be really good at this, you're saying. And that's how I remember yes. him. I remember him playing the great. calls and I didn't know he was slipping so much. I haven't paid too much attention to Tony Romo. when I saw that he was broadcasting for the Super Bowl. I was pretty excited. I'm like, oh, good. They got him in. He's really good at this. And now hearing this, I wonder if there's something else going on in his head. Maybe he's distracted in a certain way. He's just not paying attention to I, what's going on. You know, all the buzz is he's just not trying.
0: That's I mean, that's the buzz about that intervention. And that is a confirmed thing. CBS had this meeting with him two seasons ago. I
1: was, just...
0: and, and it's like he's just aloof. He's he got his payday. I don't know. He also, uh, he also uh, uh, broke into uh, singing Viva Las Vegas at one point when they showed Taylor Swift. And then there's this great moment. There is a rule uh, in, in all professional sports that when there's a streaker, you know, somebody who runs out on the field. In this case, it was somebody who just didn't have their shirt on. You don't highlight it. You don't talk about it. You don't show it. Of course, Romo just brings it up. And Nance, you can hear you can hear for a second, Nance starts to talk to Tony Romo like he's his like they're friends, and then you can hear Nance go, Oh, wait a minute, we're on TV right now. And you hear him stop, and Romo goes right back to it and then says out loud, Oh, but we can't talk about it, like mocking the policy. Wow. Like way out there. Oh, ah. oh we got people on the field oh my goodness we do we got a streaker on the other well whoop, 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 see right there nancy's like well partial streakers partial streaker yeah <laughs> but we can't talk about it well one thing though it's this that was cringe it's
1: you know what it's like it sounds like someone that um has never Announced before and doesn't know what they're doing and they're just starting out and they gotta learn and be coached. That's what he sounds like. Honestly, and it's very it sounds very awkward and uh, wow. And six Jesus.
0: years ago, that would have that would have been acceptable,
1: but
2: not now. He's the top-tier announcer or the color guy he's for CBS. He's regressing. Yeah, I, it, it, was, it was pretty painful. I don't remember too much of the early days of Roma, but was he promising and doing really good with the Cowboys in the beginning, and then he just start to yeah. just get worse and worse and worse? Is this reflecting his football <laughs> playing skills this versus his announcing? <laughs> kind of, because you remember the—I mean, he was
0: a decent player, but he always choked in the postseason. Remember the infamous uh, flop of the football or whatever oh, on, the, right. on the kick? Uh, so here he is on the world's biggest stage, and he just wanted to really highlight how bad he's getting, I guess.
1: <laughs> My um, only thing with Tony Romo is like, I know he's married because I used to watch, cause it's not on anymore, Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders when they do the tryouts. And his wife, a lot of times, would help um, uh, be one of the judges. And I'm like, and I noticed there was no ring. I'm like, what, are, are they divorced? So that's the only thing I was like Googling. <laughs> Why well, are they still married? Apparently, he's just someone that's not going to wear a ring. That's the only thing I noticed with that dude.
0: Fascinating. <laughs>
1: Sorry I don't have an announcing story.
0: There are a lot of reasons why some people, men and women, don't wear rings. Yeah,
1: whatever. It's fine. It just made me go, oh, my God, did they get divorced? I didn't hear about that.
2: Maybe he wants to take the, <laughs> one of the cheerleaders out on a date and not tell his wife.
1: Oh, yeah, it's allowed now, right?
0: So <laughs> the, uh, the internet uh, was uh, fighting with itself again yesterday where both millennials and Gen Xers were claiming Usher over his Super Bowl halftime show. Like, this is, like, they're fighting back. Like, there's all of these Xs, tweets, back and forth. With millennials and Gen Xers fighting over who Usher belongs to.
2: Oh, my gosh. Uh, millennials.
0: Because Usher is a Gen Xer. He was born in 1978. Yeah. Uh, so he's a member of Gen X. His music was a staple for millennials coming of age in the late 1990s. So when millennials would tweet out something like that, you know, there's our there's our music of our youth or whatever, Gen Xers would go. Dummy, he is a Gen Xer. He's ours. He belongs. Uh, so, just I just wanted to bring you up to date on this uh, very important fight that's going I, on.
1: I, I think we're wrong. Just because he's of our generation, he wasn't singing to us. He was making music for, as they already pointed out, when his music came out, right? That's I. I, I mean. Why would, You don't well, claim that just because they're of your same
0: age. But most people that are Gen Xers were in their mid-20s at clubs dancing to Usher's music with his biggest album oh, when it I came out.
2: Okay, so now. yeah, the Gen Xers got, got the, <laughs> that, that the late end of Usher. So Usher, for the millennials, grew up with yeah. Usher the entire way. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Like, when I was a kid in high school, Usher was all throughout the school dances. And as soon as I became like 18, 19 years old, I started going to clubs because I couldn't get into bars yet. Usher was everywhere.
1: You know what this
0: is? Why, want... why, can't, it, why can't he be multi-generational? He, he could. Why can't he belong to both Gee,
1: us? I, I think this is this ongoing fight that you'll see, <laughs> funny fight, I put fight in quotes, of when millennials are trying to claim something that was literally ours as Gen Xers, and they're telling us about it. And the Gen Xers are sitting there going, We grew up with that. Mm -hmm. I I know about that. And they act like they're telling you something for the first time. I think this is that ongoing thing, and now they're getting in the fight. Okay.
0: Again, very important. (laughs) Uh, Jody just emailed about Tony Romo, said he also called Nick Bosa Joey. God. Uh, And then he more than once said, when they played last week, and I kept yelling at the TV, they didn't play last week. They had a two-week break. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Speaking of Usher, he's now a married man. Uh, Right after the halftime show, he and his girlfriend, Jennifer Goicochea, uh, got uh, married at uh, the uh, Las Vegas Weddings Terrace Gazebo, Ooh. an outdoor wedding chapel that seats 30 guests. Usher's Aww. mother, Jonetta, was the couple's witness, and hopefully Jennifer Chea will take his last name.
1: What a fun day! <laughs>
0: By the way, everybody know uh, first of all that is Usher's that is his real name. He was born that's his given name. He is Usher Raymond the Fourth.
2: Oh, oh cool. cool! All right,
0: everybody loves Raymond. <laughs>
2: Everybody loves Usher.
0: Oh, here we go. Trailer update.
2: Going down the trailer park, I'm going to have
1: myself a time. Famous faces everywhere, rich folks with big reputations. Going down the trailer park, I'm going to waste up all my time.
2: Apple gossip, day or night, people shouting, that trailer. Going down the trailer park so I don't get behind. When we start,
1: is no people's
0: Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, trailer. Uh, by the way, real quickly, uh, bravo to Matt. Uh, way too inside football email about Tony Romo and uh, your quarterback. That is, that's brilliant, Matt. Well done. But we also got this goofy one. Is this the day of goofy emails? Why are we talking about the Super Bowl still? Why didn't I see a Doritos commercial? Where were the horses? <laughs> yeah. And now Rick says about Tony Romo, maybe he doesn't want to do it anymore, and he's trying to get fired to get out of his contract.
1: Well, that's rude quit you don't yeah it's not
0: it's not servitude you just resign that makes zero sense
2: yeah
1: that would Uh, would
0: be so rude it's not a relationship where you act like an ass until she breaks up with you just
2: quit that (laughs) there is no sense to that rick i'm gonna make you see now thinking about i'm thinking Tony romo's boss probably doesn't get him in trouble that much like maybe he's done a bunch of these slips and it just hasn't he hasn't gotten in trouble now he just is carefree about it (laughs)
1: Well, you said they talked to him yeah, about it. Mean, oh, yeah, so. they okay,
2: two years ago. Yeah. yeah, and they haven't followed up on it or whatever. So, I, I, I don't know why they're allowing it. So
1: he's you. good for two years, and you're going to have to talk to him again.
0: <laughs> uh, to the uh, Travis and Taylor uh, uh, stories, we now know the three words that Travis Kelsey said to Taylor Swift after winning the Super oh, Bowl.
1: what did he say?
0: Cameras captured Taylor Swift as she stood on the field near Kelsey's mom, Donna, waiting for the tight end. Kelsey made his way to the two most important women in his life. Oh. Took off his hat, kissed and embraced his mother first,
2: Aww.
1: and then
0: quickly pivoted to Taylor Swift. And I mean, you know the three words you want, right?
1: Yeah, I love you. Mm-hmm. And we said,
0: won. And what? Okay. I was going to say, or we won. That's only two words. We <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. He said to Taylor <laughs> Swift, Come here, girl. Oh. oh, all right. Oh. Hey, hey, hey I is, like that. What does that mean? That's
1: a little forceful. I like it.
0: Mm.
1: <laughs> when, when it's you know, okay, it's your boyfriend. Blah blah.
0: There's nothing forceful about Travis Kelsey.
1: <laughs> he had a man moment.
0: The uh, then they they all they all left uh, and they they went to party at the Zook nightclub in Las Vegas. Uh, the Chainsmokers were performing. Yes, Taylor was there with the uh, with the celebration. Travis inhabited the DJ booth and fired up the crowd.
1: <laughs> Are going around.
0: Swifties couldn't get enough of uh, Kelsey and Swift finding each other across the crowded club and dedicating the lyrics of you belong with me to each other. And then there's the moment of them dancing and kissing to yeah, Love Story. that
1: was so oh. sweet. Oh. Okay, there's also this one video that shows them walking into the club and I'm watching that appears to be her bodyguard because he's making the way each time. And I just chuckle because he is much shorter than Travis and much smaller. The bodyguard? Right? Yes. And and in comparison oh. and at one point you can see Travis going I got this, you know? <laughs> I like, got but the guy's also like uh-uh because he's got a job to do it's it was it's pretty funny to see you
0: know uh, shortness can be fixed by a variety of things including a nine millimeter
1: yeah true
2: <laughs> so at this club did they let just like the chief players and celebrities in or was it open to the public or do you have to like, pay to get in to hang out with all of them?
0: my understanding was that they had it reserved for the event that they would win but it, there were there were public people that were in there and then once the the Chiefs arrived, it was
2: bedlam, of course. And
1: at that same club, did you guys see his brother Jason? He was wearing some kind of wrestler's mask. And I wish I
2: had the name of it. <laughs> Jesus, Jason sounds awesome. It's hilarious.
0: Uh, by, by the another video that's gone viral too, oh, and man. this is this is Taylor Swift, in my opinion, just completely trolling everyone that's all pissed off about her. Because I I've, I've become kind of indifferent to this whole thing, but the the video of her at the game when they went to her. And downed her beer because she's trolling people that are playing the Taylor Swift drinking, uh, oh, yeah, drinking yeah. game. And so and the, all the fans were cheering her, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So they go out. They, they party at Zook. Uh, they, the report is they got home. Uh, they, they left at 5 a.m. from Damn. partying all night. And then hours later, both Swift and Kelsey were seen getting onto separate airplanes. Travis was boarding his 1 p.m. charter flight at one end of the airport. And Swift and her entourage got on her private plane and boarded it back to L.A., so that she could then get ready to take a 16-hour flight to Melbourne, Australia, today. It's going to be several days before the lovebirds are able to see each other again. Yeah. Travis and the Chiefs are scheduled to have their victory celebration parade tomorrow in Kansas City. And Taylor will be in Australia for three sold-out concerts. Uh, They start Friday, but she's flying there today. And then after that, she goes to Sydney for four dates, then on to Singapore for six dates. Why
1: doesn't he join her? Yeah,
0: he's got nothing to do. If you'd let me finish the story. (laughs) He's reading.
1: Oops. (laughs) These are the things we think of.
0: And I'm covering them.
1: (laughs) Yay, thank you. Just not
0: quickly enough, apparently. (laughs) so exciting. Kelsey is believed to be flying over to join her at some point during her tour.
1: Okay, well
2: good. And yeah, what's he got left to do? The Super Bowl's over. Oh, so has to go get his ring probably. Well, they don't get the rings
0: till later in the year. Um, but he has the parade tomorrow and then he probably has to they, they have to do their they have to do their exit interviews, which would probably be Friday, clear out their lockers, things like that. And then he, he maybe he just wants to relax. Maybe he doesn't want to fly 18 hours halfway around the world and uh, he just wants How to sit a six yeah. million dollar mansion <laughs> for a few days and chill
1: have some alone time i saw this story and i'm like oh my gosh people what do you think is on her plane they described it as her 16 hour grueling flight i'm like she's gotta have the biggest bed she does and luxury we've seen on it. that plane right i'm like what are you talking about there's gonna be nothing grueling for her yeah and she can sleep if she wants
2: Wonder what kind of snacks she has.
1: Exactly, the best snacks. Good grief.
0: Uh, Brianna just wrote in. Doesn't refer to anything specific, but just says, "Kyle, you're being super Kyle today." Good. <laughs> super Kyle. And, and and this, I I, I'm gonna try to do this story without getting completely frustrated. This asinine overreaction to the Travis Kelsey Andy Reid shouting bumping thing was ridiculous yesterday, and I'm not sure how long it's gonna go on. But there was this moment where Travis Kelsey went over to Coach Reed. I can't imagine that you haven't seen it yet.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: He he he's yelling at, at Coach Andy Reed. He bumps into Andy Reed, and then he it's it's all five seconds. And again, this is very footballish. Happens a lot. Players get emotional. Yes, they yell at their coach. And I, those of us that watch the NFL, just it's just part of the testosterone and the the. The competitiveness and and especially because of everything that was said after the game. Andy Reid said, quote, he caught me off balance. He was coming over and saying, just put me in. I'll score. I'll score. I love that. And it's not the first time. I appreciate him. He loves to play the game and he wants to help his team win. It's not a selfish thing. That was coach Andy Reid. Travis Kelsey said his emotions got the better of him saying, quote, I just wanted to. I wanted the score to be different. Coach has asked us to speak our minds, and I just wanted to let him know how much passion I had for this team. He's one of the best leaders of men I've ever seen in my life. So there's the two guys involved who both said, get over it. It's a nothing burger. Oh, but no. We had to spend all day yesterday. Experts, headline, experts say Travis Kelsey's shove of 65-year-old coach Andy Reid shows he is immature and impulsive traits that do not bode well for his romance with Taylor Swift. And they go on to psychoanalyze him based solely on this moment on the sidelines.
1: Yeah, see, this is all the stuff that was so annoying to me yesterday because I did not like seeing that. I understand everything you're saying and all that happens. I didn't like seeing it. That's it. That's where it starts and ends for me. Um, I understand we make mistakes, and hopefully, I mean, I've acted a buffoon many a times and <laughs> being angry. I, I get all that. It's just a bad look, and that's what it was. It did not, and it, and it, and it turned me off of him in that moment as well. Like, ah, I'm done with you. And then, like, as the day went on, I started getting annoyed because when I would go to my news feed, there was, yeah, maybe it's the same one or a different one. No, there's uh, tons. A, a psychiatrist. Yes. Just some random psychiatrist. And I'm like... Come on, seriously? This is the difference. Oh my god! On
0: Sunday, it was just a bunch of buffoons on social media. I speculated maybe all the non-football fans, not just Taylor Swift fans, but the Super Bowl, all these non-football fans who see it and they go to social media and they're psychoanalyzing him. Yesterday was the day of experts. I mean, endless experts coming out and and making sure we all know how unacceptable this behavior is.
2: So yesterday I had the, the thought of... Yeah, it did seem a little too much what he was doing. I thought it was aggressive at first, but then after listening to you and Steve talk about it yesterday when I was standing here doing some of the post-production work, I was like, oh, man, I forgot. Like, you do get aggressive in the middle of sports, especially when it's a big game like that. Your it, it, emotions get to you. You're full of adrenaline, and you're men. It is a little toxic, and it it should be that way a little bit. And uh, Steve is Steve Mickelson
0: from Mix Picks, and two hours from now we will do the daily Mix Picks sports show. Uh, on Rad TV and members.radradio.com, the Rad Radio app, and uh, in Sacramento on 104.7 FM, 890 AM. And since it's Tuesday, right after that, Tech to You Tuesday, featuring Ian from Tech to You. So I'll just give you a couple of the quotes here. Uh, psychologist, what's this person's name? Uh, who cares? Oh, Get Dr. Right. Doctor James Giles <laughs> okay. has claimed the aggressive outburst is a sign of underlying personality traits that, quote, do not bode well for his romantic life and indicate that he struggles to problem solve, wow. is impulsive, and has anger issues. Uh, Dr. Giles goes on to say it points towards a lack of problem-solving skills for dealing with interpersonal problems, and it shows low self-esteem. It shows that you feel you don't have the ability to solve things in any other way. It reveals a deep sense of insecurity in the sense that you feel threatened enough that you have to overcompensate and respond aggressively. Body language expert Judy James said Kelsey is not mature enough to control his emotions. Quote, looking at his facial expressions, his bottom lip is down to the chin level. It looks like such an extreme expression of anger. If you look, his veins are bulging out of his forehead. He looks like someone who has genuinely lost his temper at that point. The other thing that would be really scary is facial proximity. He crouched to get his face right into the coach's face and then screamed at him, which is horrendous, end quote. Might be because it's so loud at the Super Bowl.
1: So, I know he had that incident. Jesus I don't know when it was. How Christ. long was it? A few weeks ago where he threw his helmet? Yes. Okay. Now, here's when it would be inappropriate and maybe he has anger issues. If every, if this was a reoccurring thing with him, this was consistent in his behavior. That's not okay. If he's acting a buffoon like this every single game and making it uncomfortable for people, no, not okay. But like this... A moment in time, maybe two moments in time. Do they even bring up the other one, or are they just looking at this no, one? No, just this. Jesus. But Lord. that's how
0: you know they're not actual football fans. Wow. Or they and, and the other thing, too, is what you alluded to there. I mean, ultimately, if he was doing it every week and his team was fine with it, then it's okay. He's not making anyone uncomfortable. <laughs> okay. You're uncomfortable. Right, other I people would, uncomfortable. Yeah.
1: I would be uncomfortable on that. But um, I'm a girl. I'm not a football player. Whatever. And in this
0: particular example, no one is uncomfortable. The two people involved, all of the
2: teammates, they're all get over it. Yeah, and I don't think Dr. Giles has ever played football. Probably and doesn't know the feeling. And you know, even in other sports, it's it's sports. It's a male, it's an alpha male thing. You get heated in the moment. Yes. There's a lot of passion there. And what's wrong with that? Like throwing the football down in frustration, at least and throw it at somebody else. Yes, no,
0: it's it's uh, I, I as I said yesterday, this is that attack on toxic masculinity, where we continue to dumb down the ability of men with other men, knowing how we communicate. I mean, Andy Reid's 65. He's old school, all right? He's yeah. like, this is nothing, kids. Th- this guy yelling at me, this is nothing. But When I broke into the league, we were grabbing players. We were bopping them around. Get over it.
1: Do you, you know what else this is? That's
0: Andy Reid speaking. Yeah.
1: You, here's, here's what else it is for me. I don't like that kind of behavior, but I'm not going to tell them they can't do If they're fine with that behavior, Andy Reid, the Kelsey guy, and his team, fine. I'm not okay with it, but it's that thing we do. That if we're not okay with it, and all these professional psychologists, whoever they are, it must go away it doesn't matter that mm. those guys are fine it's our inability to let people when they're okay with something let them live that way do that be that way whatever just look away
0: if we go to kyle's premise that dr giles doesn't know anything about football he would be horrified to hear what happens in the bottle of a bottom of a scrum Ooh. when there's a fumble Ouch. and the <laughs> things these men do to each other yep we're gonna play the pressure cooker right now oh, no. uh, you got a one-month membership to rad tv and members.radradio.com coming your way and you're qualified To win the grand prize drawing, one of 10 pair of top-tier tickets to see sticks at the Hard Rock Live Sacramento, including one winner snagging up front tickets, all of that to the show on February 27th. The Pressure Cooker is our daily trivia game, meaning we play it every single day, although we don't get a winner every single day. We sure don't. It's trivia. You either know it or you don't. You don't. Five right, 30 seconds. None of that matters unless you're Caller 18 right now. You can do it. 888-989-9811. Caller 18 plays The Pressure Cooker. Rob, anybody, anybody. and Dawn.
1: The Rob, Anybody. anybody, and Dawn Show.